Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2, Part B of the FPL Renegades Podcast. My name is Drew and just like Part A, I'm joined by Willie. How are you Willie? Well boys, great to be here. Still in an Aston Villa jersey. Do you have any other clothes? <laughs> I, have, I have a few Kader jerseys and a few Ireland jerseys. Oh God. And uh, Kirk's four in a row, you're back. Yeah. We're going to keep saying this. It's like I never left. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, lads, part B, do you feel like big dogs, like only like really big podcasts have to split their episodes into like, like Planet FBI two sections? I don't know any movies that have a part A, part B either. Yeah, it's just like Godfather 1 and 2 and 3. <laughs> it's like, do you know, uh, Aliens, it, part B. Is it Martin Scorsese? I don't even know if it was. Uh, all uh, the movie nerds will be Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, part C. Yeah, they couldn't fit them into one film. Or so that thing with the rock, what's that called? Had to break them into a trilogy. Rocky. And your man Vin Diesel. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Loads of them, so there is. Yeah, yeah. Part H or something. We're up there with all of them. Yeah. So uh, in the first part A, we covered the first 10 teams in the Premier League. Um, just if you haven't listened to episode one, you should go back and listen to it because uh, it's a better place to start. But just what we're doing is covering all of the Premier League teams, their options, their prospects how we think they might do, looking at a few of their stats from last season and just helping you pick your FPL team. So we left it off with Liverpool last season. And as a Man United fan, it pains me to say, I think Liverpool could be the holy grail uh, when it comes to FPL assets, even ahead of Man City, who we're going to cover next. I just think they have more obvious picks. I think Man City, it's a bit harder to nail down your two or three players. Definitely. So anyway, we'll we'll get cracking straight into it. Uh, Man City, the champions, um, they were top for pretty much every stat going, attacking stats, defensive stats. Uh, they should have won the league by more points than they did. I think Liverpool did well to push them, but I think when you look at the numbers, I think they probably actually should have finished six, seven points ahead. And then when you think, I'm looking at their signings here, they're not too inspiring. They've brought in Rodri, who's a... That could be very inspiring. Holding midfielder, not from an FPL point no, of view. but from a winning the league again next season. Um, he's come a long way though, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Making Paddy Power ads and now he's playing for Man City. <laughs> but uh, sticking it to Giggsy, so he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Angelino, left back, they brought him back. Um, but that hasn't looked great. Yeah, he oh, I've seen him in one game and he looked absolutely terrible. But can I just say one thing about Angelino? His, like, his stats for PSV, like, he, I think he was young player of the year in the Eredivisie and he was like absolutely quality for PSV last season. So I, I, let's give him a chance. You, I was going to say, you can't judge him on a few no. pieces. Because I seen him and I was like, this lad's crap. And then I looked up. You know, oh, I actually no. Going in the stats, I was like, who's going to start the first game? Yeah. That's and can I just say, oh, Willie, you have that in my head. What? Can I just say, Kevin De Bruyne is like a brand new signing. He yeah. barely played at all last season. Yeah. He's looking on fire in preseason. We just know from past seasons, he's just so one of good. the best footballers in the world. He's so good. To watch, to own as an FPL asset, assists, goals, just, he's, he's one more, of the more best. More so assists. He like totally performs, outperforms his XG, doesn't he? Like, yeah. so, like I was saying in the previous pod, um, Liverpool's fixtures couldn't have really went any better. And uh, Same with City. Man City, yeah, when you break them down, like they play West Ham away, now, that could be tricky, or it could be 5-0 to oh, City. I think it's going to be a demolition. <laughs> then they play Tottenham, 
But then after that, they play Bournemouth, Brighton, Norwich, Watford, Everton, Wolves, <laughs> Palace, Villa, Southampton. Oh my God, they're just going to like, smash all of those teams. Who do you pick? Yeah. So we'll start yeah. from the back. Um, we've said it a few times when we've been talking about goalkeepers. Ederson, set and forget. Uh, good defensive option as a goalie. Good stats, but City don't really have the defensive options that Liverpool have like you're from, you're looking from, for a Van Dyke, you're from, looking for a Robertson, you're looking for a Trent from a attacking look look I, I think you have to have a city defensive coverage, but to me I don't give a fuck who it is. It can be Sinchenko, it can be Walker, it can be Laporte. Once they're playing, I don't What mind. I'm saying is you're more likely to go for Ederson than Allison because Yeah, definitely because the other have way more attacking. Yeah. Uh, whereas I'm kind of stuck when it comes to the city defense. Laporte's like a little bit too expensive. Laporte, for me. Laporte was injured yesterday as well. You, might you, need, you need to get the left back. Whoever plays left back. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're totally against it. I think Walker six point zero saving the zero point five is a good option. I think he's nailed. I think he's going to improve. It. Like last the season before last, he got six seven assists. He kind of like underperformed last season. But to me, I agree with Kirk. Sinchenko's the option. I don't think Angelino is ready to start, and I think. Zinchenko played most of the games at the end of last season. I think 5.5 is a great option. Yeah. People are saying they're afraid to have another team. I think he's nailed on. I don't you think can swap him out for someone. Yeah. Well. Like, uh, all, all these uh, Leicesters and all these, uh, there's going to be great Spurs options from yeah. the full-back positions as well. But as well as that, I don't think Mendy's going to play for City again. I think Zinchenko's, to the na- if they don't both bring someone in, I think he's nailed in the full-back position. Really? I don't know. I, I think he's injured again, isn't he? He's injured again. I don't know, he's in his rehab. He's, he's he didn't to get a new injury, did he? Yeah. No, he didn't, but I don't think Pep trusts him. Which is really him. weird because uh, I recently signed up to a free Amazon Prime trial. Yeah. And only this week I started watching the City All or Nothing documentary. Right. And, uh, it's supposed to be deadly. Oh, it's a cool watch though it is. And it's, it's deadly being inside the dressing room and you get to see like Pep saying exactly, you know, he's actually ruthless so he is. Uh, there was a, one of the matches and he kind of comes in and he said, tonight we're going to win for one reason, one reason only. And it's like, and it's David Silva and his girlfriend and his like, the baby. Yeah, premature baby who's yeah. really struggling here. And like, now, yeah, oh, thank God. But like at the time, Pep is just like zero in on that one factor like, and he's like, like can you imagine you didn't win? Like, yeah. you'd feel pretty bad. You remember the rumours players... going around, there was that scream that like people thought David Silva had cancer because the players were like, yeah, trying so hard. But then he got a hair transplant. Yeah. It's all fine. <laughs> But, uh, I think he looks better now. Anyway, my whole point with that documentary was yeah. when they signed Mendy and the start of that season, Pep was in love with him. Yeah. He's like, so good, though. He was all about him. Mendy got he's injured so and Pep was bringing in his mobile phone to the players in the changing room. Oh, year. yeah. Pep had more assists than Dina last Or Mendy had more assists than Dina yeah. last season. I think it was like one a game for like six in a row. Ram, right? lads. Yeah. Remember Ram. But men, or Pep loved Mendy. Yeah. Last I season. love Mendy. I love him on Instagram as well. I love if, him he, if he was guaranteed, sorry, he'd be one of the first names. So ah, without a doubt. But I don't think he is anymore. No. So that brings us to everyone seems to be deciding between. Nobody's going for Aguero. Yeah. I but think his minutes are going to be um, reduced. Reduced. I think he'll get more minutes. Everyone says that every year. I thought he looked a little bit lazy. Like didn't look little. Didn't look a little bit off the pace at the end of last but, season. But he's still Sergio Aguero. Two hundred and one points, twenty-one goals. Yeah, he's still assists. Sergio Aguero. He's Mister Reliable. He's like. One of the, probably the most consistent City. I think uh, Jesus. We're going to call him Jesus or Jesus. Whatever you want. Jesus. Um, he was Jesus. injured for a bit last season, but I think he really likes him. I don't think he wanted Aguero to play as many minutes as he did. He just had yeah. to. You think he had to? 
I just can't get out of my head. How far did he go in the Cup America? Who won the Cup America? Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, and he was one of the main players, was he? Yeah. He got a lot. Oh, yeah, Aguero would start. But yeah. uh, I just can't get out of my head Aguero getting hat-tricks against Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah. I didn't own him. Yeah. Is he going to start the first game or was there a doubt? I think, uh, Aguero will, yeah. I think Aguero will start. There's talk about um, Sterling starting as a as a striker in the Charity Shield game, but Aguero, I seen him back in training there a few days ago, so I think he'd be all right to start then. Game week one. But so, I, do, I do agree with you, J- Jesus will get more minutes. And Jesus, was he the biggest underperformer of any player in yeah, the league last year? Plus five matter. or six goals. He got uh, five or six goals less than he should have from, from minimum minutes. So, seeing as uh, we are on Twitter, the big Twitter argument is Sterling or KDB or both. Uh, are you on any fence? I'm on. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll let you go first, Kurt. Well, just both. I couldn't actually decide. So I just put in both of them. And is that at anyone's expense? Anyone big? Uh, it's probably. Do you still have expense. Salah? Yeah, I think what's going to cost me is a defender. Okay. Yeah, a uh, Liverpool defender. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm going four to back, so I can only have two premiums, and I'm all over Raheem Sterling. I just want two captain options, and Salah and Sterling's the way to go. Sterling, two hundred thirty-four points last season. I think he's only going to improve. Twenty-five bonus. He's seventeen goals. I have 18 assists down, but I also have fifteen assists, sixteen assists. This man, how many fantasy assists? Got? How many assists did he actually get? From an FPL perspective, because I think he only got ten or eleven from actual real life. Maybe. Yeah, I think I have seventeen <laughs> goals, eighteen assists, but everywhere I look, that's different because he got seven or eight fantasy assists. But he's just, he's just an absolute beast, isn't he? Yeah, he's nice. a captain. Actually. You have to have him, I think. Yeah. No, I agree with you, and I, I did a post on Twitter where I was looking at both of their stats, and I was looking at KDB a few years ago, like uh, two years in a row, like he had. Great stats, scored great yeah. points. 200 points plus, was he? Yeah, but plus. when you weigh it up to Sterling, and I don't have the post in front of me, I can't find it here. Yeah. But uh, just so many things put it in Sterling's favour. Like he's uh, operating in way more attacking areas as yeah, well. KDB's exactly. very deep. and Just even the likes of VAR, like I think Sterling's going to win a lot of penalties. He's yeah. in the box all the time. Yeah. He's fast, he's tricky. He's banging um, them in in preseason. His injury yeah. record, he's been injured. For two games in the last two seasons, yeah, you can't say the same thing Still about fitting. KDB. Um, yeah, I just like, think he's a lot safer. And even though KDB at nine and a half million is just an absolute yeah, bargain, so much value. But like, I don't know all these people about values. I don't really care about value at the start of the season. I'm actually happy playing zero point five million over for a player because when players go up by zero point one million or whatever, it's a lot easy to get onto other players. So I'm not as into value as much as. Yeah, so people. The season go on, goes on, am, but at the start of the season, I don't think it's a massive. I don't think it's massive. I yeah. always look for half my team value, half team premium. Yeah. But I'd pay whatever for. Yeah. for do, do you know who my was was my most valued player last season? Mohamed Salah, and which is hard to believe. But like when you're captain players, you have to take into perspective. And the same with Sterling, you're going to be captain him a lot, so they're double pints. So a player that's the least shocked I've ever been by anything. <laughs> well, load, loads of people were saying, "Oh, he was he was overpriced last season." I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just making the point. If you, if you are captain in the player, he gets double points, and even at a big price point, he can turn out to be really good value for your players team. who no matter what price they are, you just have to have them. Yeah, totally agree. Are, are, are them? It doesn't yeah. matter what. Price doesn't matter what. You're not looking for value. You're looking for <laughs> before and, and City coverage. Before we move yeah. on from Man City, because they are the big dogs. They're the champs. They're the best in every single stat going. Um, I'm not sold on the defence. Like, I think the defence is great. I just don't know who to pick. I'm going for cheap. We said Sterling, K- 
KDB. Is anyone else in that midfield that you might be looking at? Oh, Bernardo. Either Silva, brother. Yeah, Bernardo's going to play. Silva, Bilva. Is, is Silva not, uh, David Silva not a decent price this year? I think he I think be he's going to be kind of phased out. Yeah, is, what I'm looking for. is he 8.5 8. million though? I don't know what price know. he is, to be honest. Or Silva 8. We should probably it, be doing this His research. XGI is actually quite impressive. So <laughs> he's 7.5, yeah. I remember getting him in early on. His XGI was still very good in the first half of last season and his return. Like, now that he's that price, like, he's... Do you think the fact... Do not think because it's last season and he's one of the greatest players to ever grace the Premier League? Pep's like Pep ruthless. I think Pep the fact that it's his yeah, last season, way. it might be a chance to Just bring Foden in. Yeah. He, he said Foden's the best player he's ever worked. That was the most... <laughs> that was the... I've heard three really terrible opinions this week that I just want to bring up now. Hopefully that one is on mine. Hopefully no. one of them is better than me. I think you've heard all of them. Uh, one of them is that Foden's the best player Pep's ever seen. Can't be. He just wants to boost him yeah, up. Yeah, I know, but it's like, even by saying that, it just sounds stupid. Like, he's, it's so not true. It's so disingenuous. Uh, Messi's the greatest player I've ever seen. Uh, I know a lot more than Pep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Pep surely knows Messi is better than Foden. Yeah, he's it's like... He doesn't want to move him. He doesn't want to know Sancho. Yeah. But is it not a little bit fake saying that to him? Yeah. It's like, surely Foden doesn't go, oh yeah, that's... I'm sure Foden's, he, messy. Foden's probably delighted he mentioned him. Yeah. yeah. The second thing was, uh, I said on Twitter today, someone was telling me that <laughs> kids these days <laughs> are uh, starting to, do you know vaping? Smoking yeah. vapes? They do that. They, they haven't even smoked. They just take up vaping. Oh, they all do that. When you go to the carnival now during Punchtown, they're all there, they're all there just vaping. Like, what the fuck are you? I understand why you would like they just you, do. I could understand why you'd yeah. use vaping to give yeah. up smoking, but like taking up vaping when you've no. never smoked. No, that's, vaping is cool. I thought vaping was a way of giving up smoking. It's like tangents. Yeah, and then the the stupidest thing this I've ever heard was a guy on Twitter today. Guy like. I would really respect nice, solid, knowledgeable no, guy. Um, he's going to kill us for saying It's it, very normal. Like I just couldn't believe he said this. He said, FPL Rogue is his name. <laughs> and he said, you should start FPL in game week two because it gives you an advantage over those who start in game week one. But you could wildcard if you wanted to. He, he didn't say that. He said that there's guys that do that. It's just give him a little mind. respect. Apparently, some people will always start yeah, up in game week two because like they that. think. Why not do two teams in that case? And it makes no sense. Like if you get, like I was saying, I got a hundred points last week, last year, and game week one. You're never going to catch me. Yeah, I say, it's unlikely. I say lads do finish ahead of you, like who yeah. started late. But, but like but, very few. Very, and yeah, it's, like, it's it not should, because they started yeah, late. It shouldn't be a tactic. But, but if Kirsten, they started in game week one, they would have came. Further ahead. True, true, of course. From, from a quantitative and analytics perspective, like oh. one game week is absolutely the minimum that said. There's like no way that you can get like a, a good analysis of like I can see the point. goals, assists, underlying statistics from one game week. It's just silly. So there's. You're be better off having a punt on your think first game week. FPL Rogue was on the whiskey today when he said that. I think I think you've been a bit harsh on him. I think he just, he just, he was just making a comment of what was going on. Like, I know. Exactly. I can see how it works to an advantage, doesn't you? Watch the first game week, then you pick your team. It is fucking mental. We are fucking and miles behind. And then you got your wild card for whatever three or four weeks later. One game week. But I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying it'll work. It's fucking mental. And like Willie said, uh, FPL Rogue didn't say this. He just brought it up that people are doing it. Oh, okay. But he still said it. Um, so we move on to 
the greatest team in Premier League history. And by default, does that make them the greatest team in FPL history? It must. I don't know. I think if you added up all the points, they would probably be ahead. But uh, United, terrible season last year. They came sixth. um, They've brought in Aaron Wan-Bissaka, five and a half million. I think he's going to be class. I don't think he's going to be an FPL option. Such a good tackler. He's not going to be class. He is class. He's going to shore up their defence, something shocking. He's fast, he's athletic. Like Kirk said, I've never seen anyone as good at slide tackling. Just yeah. getting the ball back. And not or giving away a foul. Were they saying they call him they call them the octopus at Crystal Palace, just his <laughs> legs kinda. Uh, they so, brought in Daniel James, someone I know a lot less about. He looks really fast. Willie he looks absolutely championship dirty. notes. Uh Daniel James, he's absolutely quality player. He's so good he's so good in the ball, like he's really fast, he's like lightning. I think his his like his final ball just needs to improve a little bit, like well, he's he, a bit of a Theo Walker. He's, he's a really good. I uh, know he's, he's only a kid, so he's he's a really good guy. He's really Theo good. He's only nineteen. <laughs> he's to come into his prime. Daniel James, a really good guy. He's a really good attitude. He, he's so quick. I, I think he's going to be a great option, but I just know. I just don't know if the, if the how much is he? There. It's six, six million. He's going to. Be, one thing about Daniel James, I don't know if he's going to like get ridiculous output. But he's going to be involved this season. He's played a lot of minutes. He has to be. Seems to be important. I reckon he's one of those guys. He's really fast and no end product. Okay. For, like, for the first year or two. Maybe. He's so, only a product at the moment. He's still a child. But, lads, my my trademark comment at the minute. Let's start from back to front. Oh, can we start from back to front? Yeah. So it's Stanley, Stanley. Oh, let's go here. Like my, my one point. I just don't trust him. Seven clean sheets all <laughs> season. The same as Southampton, Watford and Brighton. And then they had no clean sheets in the last six game weeks ever. So like I just... Last six game weeks last season. They have to improve on that though. They have to improve, don't they? Okay, I was going to say... Um, David Hay, five and a half million, uh, shocking last season. But shocking. Fact, Did you know he made uh, more saves last season than he has in any other season he's ever had in the Premier League? Yeah, he was still shocking. Right. Um, so they brought in <laughs> Ironman Bissaka. We were just saying he's going to be class. If they bring in a really good centre half, their back four is going to be Van Bissaka, Luke Shaw, Lindelof, and I'm hoping Boyer. it's Slabheader. I'm hoping it's in two. <laughs> but if it's Slabhead, he's better than what they have. And I just think Van or De Gea is going to be a better option but I still wouldn't why, why don't they just get Koulibaly for 100 million I don't know and who's their defensive midfielder starting I wouldn't uh, pay 5 and a half minutes everyone's saying match but in pre-season and in a few games I've seen McTominay looks very good I wouldn't be surprised sauce. if McTominay's playing sauce but uh, yeah moving on to the midfield uh, Pogba 8.5 million like if you got Pogba who wasn't being a dickhead and didn't want to leave and was playing to the best of his ability that's a bargain but you if just you got can't the- if you got the Pogba, the Pogba that came in when Solskjaer got the job and the first 10 games wasn't his, yeah, insane. Like 23 attacking returns last season in 38 games. Yeah. And that's, the first half of that was with Jose, who he hated with a passion. Well, did you see those attacking returns? How many of them were in, like, I think like 60% of them were in a 10 game. Yeah, radius kind yeah, of radius, yeah. So moving down, a lot of people are tipping Martial, 7.5 million. Oh. You might have to play up front. Um, stats just don't matter. He has one move. Up in from the left and shoots from the corner of the box and like goes across the goal yeah like Terry on remember that time he's, <laughs> he's not yet remember like prior to the season though, he scored like 8 goals in 8 attempts he thinks he scored 8 goals in 6 attempts was it <laughs> <laughs> something mental so a bonus goal yeah so uh Jesse Lingard 6.5 million beans beans beans, beans. <laughs> fucking Jesse Lingard uh, we'll move on Mata no Alexis Mata Sanchez might be, is Mata on penalties now I don't think he will be no not ahead of Pogba not ahead of Rashford but he, 
scored a peno um, in the preseason game, and someone was saying I the read. The answer was no. No, three or four years ago he won a penalty. The last time he won a penalty, he took it as well. So every time for Man United that he's won a penalty, he's taken it. Maybe he's led to that. Yeah, that's his contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alexis Sanchez, seven million. No, he's too old. Then. Think so? I think he's. Is there a chance if that? He starts playing. He has to be the bargain in the season, no? I don't think he'll ever. Be Do you think his legs are gone? Yeah, I don't think he'll ever. It's not a mental thing. Just he's physically, got, he's got his money, and that's it. Good he did all right in the Cup of America, though. How how all right did he? I do? just think he's devastated. He didn't get as much to see. He's like, fuck it, it's <laughs> over. No, but could it be that over though? Can you like, can you <laughs> can you pretend to not be able to run to that extent? Yeah, I know. He was good in the Cup of America. Seen a bit of him, and uh, it's it, like someone chopped off half man, his legs. Him and Almiron <laughs> from Newcastle were running the show. Yeah, I would love to see him come back into his own, but you couldn't really... I can't beat the drop-off. Quick question, Ib. Um, Mason Greenwood's someone I have in my team. He's been getting minutes recently. I don't think he's going to start the first game against Chelsea, but I definitely think he's going to be playing a 20-minute cameo. But now if Dybala comes in, is that going to affect Greenwood's minutes? I think it will, because uh, Dybala can either play through the middle. Yeah. I don't think his best position is a, an actual striker. I think Dybala's better as a second striker, or as a right-winger. But I so still can't see... What? Dybala can play, has oh, played right wing. He's uh, like Pepe, who we were talking about in the last yeah. episode. He's cut in on his left foot. Yeah. But uh, I still can't see Greenwood starting ahead of Martial or Rashford. Yeah. But like you said, I think he is going to get cameos. And at four and a half million... That's all you want. He's worth it. But it's like Kirk said two episodes ago. It's hard to keep track now. Yeah. Um, I'm here for that long. Greenwood... If for some reason he he's playing. on the bench and he doesn't really get the minutes, he is going to drop like... He could be the first 3.9 million. Lightning. Yeah. Uh, lads are just going to sell him in, yeah. in their droves. Um, It'd be worse than that dude for Huddersfield. We haven't really yeah. mentioned him properly. <laughs> Sauce, McTominay. The, probably the best 5 million option in the game. Um, he's really right. tall. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. Just get him in your team. Ah, he's player not an FEL option but I know he is like he's, he's probably the best FEL option at five minutes as I said I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts out a match I will sauce sauce <laughs> moving on to the next team and it's uh, Mike Ashley's Magpies <laughs> um, <laughs> oh Mike fucking shocking figure he seems true. to have dropped the ball and we were joking about Steve Bruce, and then it happened. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five to one. We were joking about it. I think we didn't have a few quid on it. Like Rafa's like, I know this is an FPL pod, but like we also want a little bit of gossip. Um, was it Mike Ashley's fault, or did Rafa want more money and just want to go to China? The weird thing is, they're just signing a man, Joe Linton, for forty-five million. That's all their money gone, and they're being linked with other kind of big enough players, though. So it's they, hard to know. They were, yeah. Um, Kirk, I know you'll never ever say anything against. Admiral King Rafa, Admiral, Admiral Rafa. Admiral Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> but uh right, back to FPL. Any options? Will he go on? Right. No, look, look, the fixtures are absolutely shy. Arsenal, Norwich, Tottenham, Watford, Liverpool. Look, we're all going to stay away from Newcastle. I just want to have one player that I really want to mention. Look, um uh, Isaac Hayden, he got a good few assists in the second half season. I think he was actually top four point five in the second half season. He was right up there anyway. Um but I know that when Villa were last season, I remember mentioning it on the pub. Steve Bruce was absolutely mad into signing Isaac, Isaac Hayden. He couldn't get him in. He stayed at Newcastle. I know he's had the most minutes in pre-season. Four Steve point, Bruce playing the long game. Yeah. I four, now own Isaac Hayden. Yeah, 4.5. I think he's an absolutely great option. 
as we said, Leon Dundonker is obviously the best 4.5 option. If you want a second 4.5 option, I think Isaac Hayden, your man, if you're considering someone like Kane as a striker up front and you want to just have three uh, three midfielders, I think he's an, an absolute great option. That's all I wanted to mention. With fixtures, that's all I can say. The Amaran, fixtures are horrific. Yeah, the fixtures are horrific. Almiron still hasn't scored a goal for them, even though he's played OP as a striker in pre-season. As Kirks has mentioned, Lascelles is, is, is going to be a good option later on season 4.5. He's a quality centre half. If you go somewhere else. I think he's a good centre half. No, even not, when, as fixtures improve, he has no, to be just, an option. Brucey, Brucey, you think that uh, Benitez didn't concede much goals. Brucey is so defensive. I think when he took over at Sheffield Wednesday, I think they went 11 unbeaten and barely conceded a goal. Like He's such a defensive manager. I was like, we're definitely going to be considering Newcastle options at the end of the season. I have to see. When I, think relegation. I think Newcastle could get relegated. They play Arsenal. Then Norwich, fine. Tottenham, Watford, Liverpool. Like the first six games, they play Arsenal, Tottenham, and Liverpool, and we're not going to be having them. But look at as what from maybe ten, eleven onwards, I think there's a bit of a turn. Yeah, thirteen they play. They'll be so, relegated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Isaac Hayden. But isn't that a bit worrying when I'm saying the real one to watch on the Newcastle team is a four point five midfielder? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Matt Ritchie, five and a half million defender. He was injured last midfield. Play midfield, but he's actually there. Uh, Brucey seems to be playing the wing back position. He's playing wing back, but he's the only. Is he's he the only defender? Is he the only defender in the game on penalties? I think he had an XG of eight point five, eight point six last yeah. season. So he's a good option if he wasn't playing for I Newcastle. I think he's a brutal defender. I'm really surprised they moved him into. But Brucey, he's a wing back. He's a wing back defender. Is 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 Trent Alexander Arnold a great defender? No, no. Uh, he's a, so, he's more a defender he's defender than Richie is. Though. Yeah. I thought Richard would be playing midfield. I'm surprised he's playing yeah. midfield. Uh, Lascales is only four and a half million. You have yeah. mentioned him. And I know the fixtures are hard and I think he's better if he moves. But yeah. four and a half million. If they did get something going. Maybe yeah. after that. You could hop fix- on him. Turn yeah. of fixtures maybe. Yeah, Bruce uh, is going to be so defensive. Fabian Schaar could have been good. Five million's a bit tricky. He likes an out goal, doesn't he? Yeah. Five million's a bit. Yeah. No, not at the moment. Look, look, look just to start with top, 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 top with Newcastle. Newcastle, like, maybe their, their highest scoring midfielder was Isaac Hayden. Really? At four and a half million yeah. last season. Yeah. Uh, then their strikers, they brought in Joe Linton, a complete unknown. Yeah. Um, I'm not really going to get into it. He looked good. I think he got goal in the system last game. He did look good, but his stats aren't absolutely unbelievable. Is it Hoffenheim he was at? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're a German expert. You might have a, a better understanding than us. Uh, <laughs> so we move on to Norwich. And yeah, I have nothing to say about Norwich. Anyone else? Ask uh, me to name one of the players. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, uh, right, we have to consider their fixtures absolutely shite, the same as Newcastle. They've, uh, who's got Liverpool, Newcastle, Chelsea? They're just really, really crap fixtures. Look, Pukki has to be an option. He has 29 goals in the championships. Last player to score more than him in the championship was uh, Glenn Murray, scored 30 many years ago. So he's a, uh, but he looks, he's a bit but he can't, Do you know you say he has to be an option? He can't really be an option given their fixtures. No, he's not an option at the moment. Maybe he had the as, as an option, I mean, he's someone to keep an eye on and that he will be an option later on in the season. I just want to give a quick mention to their full-backs, Jamal Lewis and specifically Max Orns. I've seen both of them. Like Norwich just concedes so many goals and that's why their defenders are never going to be an option. But them boys are just so good at attacking and they're going to be playing for a big club Yeah, Orns is like, I think he had two goals and six or seven assists. They're, they're quality players. Um I was mentioning, was I mentioning uh, your man Grant Handy as a centre-half option? And uh, I think he's not at all now. No. Godfrey's nailed on, he's back, and Close is back from injury as well. So just uh, rule Handy out, he's not going to get any more minutes. I just wanted to m- mention Buendia. You, you said say, one thing. 
It's the last thing I want to say. Well, do you, well yeah, I appreciate this but, because uh, like, I have no interest in trawling through Norwich. Yes, uh, <laughs> and like, if you have nothing else to do, fire away, yeah. son. Well, this is just what it seems like. No, I love it. I love but, it. But, you but, look but, so insulted. I'm uh, loving this. But when Dia six point zero, he's an absolute baller. Um, after uh, Jack Reed, he he, he's a centre midfielder, but he offers goals where he really offers his assist potential. And as I said, he, he, everyone he scored eight goals, twelve assists last season. Everyone who will know when Dia is a month into the season. The problem with Woolley's uh, stuff is he actually makes him sound good. Um, no, the fixtures are Some of them terrible. are going to be good. Uh, from an attacking perspective, they're good. But uh, Farke is just like, you're just going to concede so many goals. So it's either Pookie, Buendia or, or nobody. Yeah. Now, can I just bring to your attention, um, you mentioned Pookie there, and we're probably going to get to uh, Billy Sharp, um, Che Adams, all these championship superstars. Gerard. Yeah, I was looking at it probably ages ago. That was but, really uh, good. Um, Pay, pay up on Twitter actually yeah and can I just say uh, like I post a lot on Twitter and it's just kind of things I'm working on on my own team mm. like I don't really care like if people on Twitter find it interesting or find it of use that's great but, you're doing but if anyway. they don't like they're idiots so I don't yeah. really care Yeah. so uh, I'm going to be doing it anyway but I just uh, think it, can I just say one thing it's hilarious you put up something like that that's absolutely brilliant and it gets like one like and like you put up like hashtag LFFC hashtag fucking Man United and it gets like forty likes. Ah, I said I don't really care. Like most of our followers are idiots. So yeah, fun. <laughs> they're all a bit backwards. Yeah. Like I love them, but like yeah, <laughs> I think that's why people follow us. Yeah, um, I'm only joking. <laughs> We're only mad. But uh, the likes, just when you said uh, Pookie, like uh, the top scorer in the championship in eighteen, in seventeen eighteen was a, uh, I don't even know how to say his name, Vaidra. Oh, he got 21 goals, 21 goals yeah. barely played in the Premiership last year, got a goal. Bobby yeah. Reid got 19 goals that season, got five for Cardiff last season. Yeah. Uh, Yotta was quite good, Madison was quite but good. But still, Yotta took so long to get going. Mitrovic was quite good, Cessnion was alright, but like Cessnion's still scoring 15 goals in Championship, two in the Premiership. Yeah. Is he and going to Spurs? I think that deal's there. That'd be good. The season before, you've Tammy Abraham scoring 23 goals, and then he plays for Swansea, scores five goals. Um, Knockhart scored 15 goals I think he got Knockhart. player of the year in yeah Championship. Knockhart I had my team 3 goals in the Premiership that was unbelievable Andy, are you trying to say that people come from the Championship should be picked they shouldn't be picked Yeah, they what, shouldn't be what, discussed on this podcast what, what when I say someone like Buendia there's people like Buendia and Grealish that are just players that have like so much a bit they're, they're probably going to be better players in the Premier League than they are in the Championship Super Jack Grealish yeah, we'll move on to Sheffield United, yeah. and this should be quick. Yeah, right. We all agree that you don't pick promoted players. Okay, we, well, no, right. We don't pick them, but we talk about them for 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've uh, two players to mention in this. Uh, Sheffield United have nice fixtures uh, Bournemouth, Palace, Leicester, Chelsea, Southampton, a nice start. I just want to mention um, Henderson, the goalkeeper they're after getting on loan from Man United. He's England under 21 goalie. I've seen him seven or eight times last season. Right. He's, Live on Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's absolutely quality. He 21 clean sheets in 46 games. That a 46% clean sheet percentage. Like if, if he can keep like even half that in the in the Premiership, he's well worth the pick. Is he four and a half? He's 4.5 million. Just to mention it, nothing but just from my own narrative, Sheffield United absolutely ripped Villa apart in both games last season. I think they've been a bit underrated. Um, I think he's an absolutely great option. And Is that the benchmark? Yeah. Uh, well, it is like the first time Villa were shit, but the second time Villa were the were the were the, the farm team in the in the Premiership. Yeah, there's a team that came up through the playoffs. So is that the benchmark? 
I'm just saying that Sheffield United are, are underrated, I think. Fair enough. But, and the other player I just want to mention, I have to re- mention uh, John Lundstrom. He's four million defender. He's never been defender in his life. He's a he's a he's more a midfielder, defense midfielder. After getting three assists in preseason, and Chris Wilder's after coming out and saying that he's a really important asset for for them. He mightn't start the games, but I think in the more difficult fixtures, he's going to be coming into that team instead of maybe a Norwood or a Fleck or someone. Can you explain and, something to me? And I think um, uh, I have Nunstrom in my team because he's four million, and I've seen all, all the Sheffield United fans hate him. And say I've seen all the Sheffield season. He played 10 games last season. Yeah, Chelsea. and a lot why of is he, yeah. Why is he going to be so trusted in the Premier League? Because have they uh, lost uh, players? Uh, no, they have Norwood and Fleck in the... Fairly slow as well. Different. Yeah, all the Sheffield United fans are like, oh, he's never going to play. But I think Chris Weiler is going to like, definitely against maybe the top seven yeah. or eight teams. Why has he decided though in the Premier Central. League he's viable and in the Championship he played in the 10 games? I don't know, because no probably the, the, the Premier League is a way higher standard and he probably thinks he's going to have to go and play in a more defensive formation than... Sometimes he might have to sit back and try and nick a goal and win a game one nil while defensively while in the Premiership he can kinda kinda go for it. I don't know, but it does seem a bit strange and Sheffield United fans really don't think this guy is gonna play, but all the all the, the, the words coming out with Chris Wilder. Should we and, take and, Sheffield and United fans that, seriously though? I love Sheffield United. I absolutely know? love Chris Wilder actually can we say he's an absolutely massive Sheffield United fan. Billy Sharp's a massive Sheffield United fan, and I'd absolutely love it if they stayed up. Can I just say if I had to pick a team in Sheffield, it would be Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. Even though that, that. <laughs> uh, for, your man first year, he's just after being done. Well, okay. He's done for his racist like, abuse. Surely we and have you, no Sheffield United followers. I don't think they're very popular at the moment, true. So anyway, Bruce, just left. Sheffield United, go no, on. Actually, know. do you know who scored, um, I was no. looking in the goal, you know when I seen Pookie scored 29 and Murray scored 30? Do you know who scored 42 goals? I think it was the most ever in the championship. What striker? Frank LaBeouf. This guy used to be in the army. He's played for Aston Villa. Who? An absolute legend. Guy Wingham scored 42 goals in championship. Okay, so uh, we'll move on now to Southampton. (laughs) Um, Southampton, I think, are a really interesting team. Um, Even with fixtures. We we all agree Ralph Hasenhutl could be something big. Yeah. We all like what he's done last season. He came in. Massive turnaround. Steadied the ship. Um, he got them like really uh, playing for um, uh, I think they could have had a few better like, results anyone who has Shane Long scoring four goals in the last few games of the season but hasn't it like Shane a Long a hero yeah, that's Shane Long hadn't scored in 14 years yeah but hasn't it loves all this pressure like under, under 14 even in pre-season I was watching a few games and he's just press 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 he wants all these boys pushing against the goal you running up to them and blocking the yeah, shots that's a good thing though but yeah. he has the guys to do that as well now yeah Willie, you were saying, we'll start with the fixtures because that's where I've been starting for everyone. So I don't I think they're too bad from the no, start. No, like Bournemouth, Palace, Leicester. Medium terms are not great. They play Chelsea, then Southampton, Everton. Like, it's average. They're I not guess. as bad as people are going on though, are they? They have a few nice pictures. I'm reading it. Where they finish fixtures. season four? No, you're not. The Burnley, I know I am. The Burnley, Liverpool, they've... Brighton, Man United and yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. I was reading it. So for the first six, they have a few nice ones uh, combined with a few bad ones. But they didn't finish 10th the season before. Or I don't know. Else. Under, like, under Mark Hughes, I somehow doubt it. Let's look at their options. Like, goalie, is it set? Is it gone? Is it, it's Angus Gunn. Yeah? And Four and a half million? Angus Gunn, he had a good point per game, and everyone's saying he's a good option. 
But I just don't like their defense at all. Their XGC has been poor. It's been poor under Hughes. And yeah. Imagine with the high price they'll get caught. Hill. Hill. They're, going, they're, they're going to score goals, but they're going to concede a hell of a lot. And I, they just none of their defensive options for me. Has Valerie gone up to five? Valerie's now? gone to five from yeah. four. It's crazy. And he got 54 points last season. It's yeah. not like he... No, he scored no. a cracking goal against United and it's underlying stats. Yeah, fuck him, like, <laughs> five million. Yeah. Um, Cedric, five million, come back. Yeah. Was he on loan? He was on loan, I don't know. No interest in being there. No. Do you, look, I don't know. Like Even, I, was Ryan Bertrand there for the whole season? He was injured for a and while. And he scored 56 points. He's 5 million. He's probably a better option than Valerie now, to be honest. None of them are good options. There, no, there's two players. <laughs> there's two players I want to mention. Redmond. Look, I'm like, Red, Redmond is, yeah, but like, I'll talk about Redmond, you can talk about Inkson. Redmond, he's currently in my team. He's playing out of position. He's, he's highest XG of any player the last six game weeks. And, um, I was like, guys, oh, nailed on from a team. Can't have him. And then I was listening to the WGTA podcast and there was a Southampton fan on and she reckons that uh, Shea Adams could uh, could uh, not only mean that Redmond, Redmond could end up on the wing now and Shea Adams, I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, she thinks that Redmond might be uh, back to, to the right wing rather than playing up front. So that kind of made me think. But I'll still probably have him in my game with one team. Ings, Kirks. I uh, just think Ings suits the way he has to place. So he's, I think he's going to be a favourite for him. But he's closing down the, the goalkeeper. And you think back to his stats for um, Burnley. Like he's a premiership striker. He's yeah. a goal scorer. And he, he runs. The only problem is injury. Yeah. And that's it. He's right. always injured. He's glass. He's made of glass. And that's what I want to say. I was like, you were saying that Ings suits the game. I think people like Shea Adams and Shane Long suit uh, hasn't hit the system even more. They're just all about pressing, all about like pushing forward and playing off the last man and stuff and I think Shea Adams is like Shane Long except he can actually finish I don't finish. think Shane Long is going to get and, a look in I think Obafemi is going to take Obafemi the, I like Obafemi as well but uh, uh, Shea Adams was, was banging the goals in for Birmingham in a poor team now I suppose Jota was setting them up so that were Hata was setting them up so oh, yeah, it too bad where's he gone to? but um, I think uh, Shea Adams is a good option I think he's going to play a lot well you're an absolute joke shop like you've mentioned all these other players <laughs> the whole way through and you think like we don't know it's not my fault that Hata got 12 assists for Birmingham last year and, and Shea Adams <laughs> scored 20 something goals these are facts I think I would have Shea Adams 6.0 I think I would have had Ings in only I'm not sure how your man Shea Adams is going to fit into the team so I'm a little bit like unsure who the starting 11 is you're going to love Shea Adams I said he's a, he's a good Shane Long I don't like Shea Adams from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, like he's, he, he was a goal scorer for Birmingham. Uh, a lot of, like, you now, to goal, be honest, see I'd be, goal he scored. No, I'll be perfectly honest. Everything I've seen of him is on YouTube. And it's his highlight reels, so it should be the best. Like, all of his finishes are kind of scuffed into the corner. Um, yeah. he's, he's like Shane Longo, he puts in a shift. He's, uh, no, he does seem to put he it likes a shot as he well. He seems to get, get in the front of defenders. He'll kind of fight people yeah, off. And and, yeah. There's nothing silky about him, which is no. fine, but I just don't like the look of him. I it. think he's going to be a fan. Of, I think has going to Who's their number one striker? Who's their uh, all face who plays? I think it has to be Shea Adams. I think Shea Adams. The money they spent. Shea Adams number one striker. Shea Adams and Danny Ings. He played two, though. Yeah, I think he played two. I think Adams and Ings and Longs and Femi are like fighting, but I, I, I couldn't yeah. pick between Adams. Like, Charlie Austin. Many millions for Ings. Charlie well. Austin should be shipped off somewhere. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't. Leave. Uh, uh, Charlie Austin, I like Charlie Austin, but he just doesn't fit in. He went to Newcastle or somewhere, he'd be good. He's not that kind of player. Yeah, he's, he's a finisher. He's a good finisher, isn't he? I think Obafemi's going to get more minutes than Long. I think yeah. he'll actually push him for a starting spot. He likes Long. Long's, I love, I love, I love yeah. So we move on to the next team, who are Spurs. And Dombley. <laughs> been waiting to say that all night. Yeah. It should be a Kirks, can you say that word? Indomably. <laughs> really? Indomably. 
in Dumbele. It's, it's easier than I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, it's grand. It's kind of so, fun. We'll it? get used to it. It is. We look at their fixtures. Villa at home. Ding, ding. Like, I think that should be points. a cracking fixture. Uh, City away. Actually, I was nice. saying it last week. Their first four or five home matches are absolute gold. Yeah, absolute like, they play Villa at home. Newcastle match. at home. Palace at home. Southampton at home. Watford at home. This is it, place, this place is is it as a differential, is it Aubameyang that, like, like Abami and Kane, I think work really well. They do work really well. That's yeah. my master plan. But you just is that like you're playing both of them, or are you sub no, in one or the you're other? Subbing them. No, I I keep them and just captain each week. I'm subbing them in. That's too risky. That's a Kirk's move. Don't be doing that. I can tell you, I go Kane, Abami and Kane. And you're subbing guys in and out. At Vardy is my first four or five subs. So anyway, I I've done my own fixture ticker, which I mention on every pod, and uh, you can buy it on Patreon. Can one bottle of Jemison a month. But uh, I've Tottenham's fixtures level with City and Liverpool over the first third of the season. I got two, yeah. I got two Spurs players at home. You, now, take, you take that City game out of it. And I like yeah. Newcastle. They gave City a good game last season. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. Now, Lloris, Harry Kane always like scoring against big clubs. Yeah. No one's going to bring in Lloris, are they? I don't know. I think 5.5 is actually a, a decent enough price. But right. you know you know the way we were all like Larissa shit last season? When you look at the, the XGC, was he like, he was number, was he up there with Fabianski as like, uh, he had like the highest uh, XGC delta of any goalkeeper, so he had. Maybe. Yeah, he was. I think the most definitely. You have to, it's only one man. Now, if we move on to their, yeah, we have to look at their defence though. And uh, they've all really come down in price. They were all really expensive and overpriced last season. But now you can get like, Toby, Danny Rose, uh, Davinson Sanchez, Vertonghen, yeah. uh, Ben Davies. And Toby's staying now. All for five and a half million. Rose is gone, yeah. isn't he? No, like, actually, Rose has started the last two, pre- one or two preseason games. None of them Rose really offer anything in an attacking yeah. point of view, do they? Uh, it's Walker Peters. But Walker Peters, I think, is like... five million. Uh, Walker Peters, five million. Fight has played. Fight is now injured. Fight has a bad he's injury. Ba- he's too. He's banned as well. No, Aurier has the bad injury. Who's no, Fight has a bad Fight injury. Has, he just got injured. He's injured as well. Is he oh, not banned he's for the first two games? He's anyway, a really bad injury. Yeah, like, well, he could be gone for ages. Well, it looks like Water Pierce. But one thing I just want to mention that um, man FPL chief, and he's a Spurs fan, and he's he said he'd probably rather have Sissoko. And I think uh, your man off planet FPL didn't he say that he wouldn't be surprised if Sissoko played as well what about Eric it Dyer it doesn't, say, right it doesn't say much about Walker Peters if they'd rather have Sissoko like anytime from an FPL perspective he looks a great option doesn't he I have him on the list at the moment yeah, Walker Peters I think the last game I seen him play he got three assists yeah. but can he defend we haven't seen nothing we don't know I Just think there's really pressure on him to actually play him because yeah. um, of Trent's success I think it might be like you have to yeah. give him a chance Fight was playing full back for Argentina though wasn't Fight's he? injured he's yeah. gone yeah. Like he's he's also a half, isn't he? he? He he's able yeah, to play right back. Uh, you said FPL chieftain there. Yeah, I love that guy. He's fucking mental. Nah, he's deadly, isn't he? He's I just like he got to know all these guys last few weeks. He starts talking about FPL, and then after a minute or two, he's talking about like World War Two and stuff. Yeah, just good fun. Kirk, you should listen. He's really good. I've actually no idea who like, any people are. I remember in nineteen tickety two, <laughs> <laughs> had an onion as a belt. That kind of. Ah, he's good crack, so he is. But, uh, I really enjoyed this pod anyway. And, uh, um, anyway, um, should give him a list. Actual options. Ericsson, it doesn't look like anyone's going to buy him. Yeah, that's so miserable. I feel a bit sorry for him. Told him he was. Yeah. 9 million. Uh, no. I don't know. I just feel sorry for what him. What about Ali? What price Ali this year? He's probably 8.5, is he? Or you want him either. I don't really, not really an FBL option anymore, is he? He is 8.5. Ah, on his day, he is. 
Like Ericsson, honestly, last season, if he's playing in a in a front two, or if he's playing just behind the striker, he is. But, is but he's yeah. playing a bit further deep. I don't. I think he had that season two seasons ago where he was pure gold. But yeah. I don't know if that was actually sustainable. Or it's time he had those videos season. going around. Hey, <laughs> but uh, looks now glowy, doesn't he? <laughs> I think <laughs> if you're going to pick any kind of Spurs midfielder, it would be Lucas Moura. Yeah, just for the start of the season. Son is out for the first two game weeks. Yeah, like just say Lucas Moura bangs in the first game. Does okay against City. Is he really going to be dropped? Yeah. Well, they dropped for a Champions League <laughs> final. Yeah. I yeah. Know. True. So we will move on to Harry Kane. Who has him in their draft? I, I do. Great. Really? I can't believe it. I can't believe I've afforded all these people to my team. Seventeen goals last season. Was he in top X XG for strikers? Even though he maybe played football XG games. Maybe XG ninety. Maybe he was in the top five. I think was he? Even though he played only only how many games he played last season? Yeah. He missed all of Christmas, didn't he? I, uh, but Harry Kane scores 25-30 goals if he's fit for even 36-38 games. I, I couldn't believe how long Harry Kane's been on the scene. I'm looking here, like, in 2014-15, he scored 21 goals. And ever since then, he scored 20 to 30 goals until last season. It's yeah. crazy. Like. Was he like a 5.5 defender? No, first midfielder. 4.5 midfielder. God, stuff. He was five million at one point. I don't know if he was a midfielder. I thought he was one point five. Was he? I haven't. I'm. You mentioned it, but the the home fixtures. Like I think he's. Gonna, he's going to get goals at home. And Can I ask you a non-FPL question? Yeah. I think not many people have been in the position he's been in to beat Shearer's Premier League record. Do you think he can get there? What age is he? Is he twenty six? How many goals he got? Um, Shearer's like mid two hundreds, isn't he? Um, Harry Kane is he going to leave Spurs like he keeps getting linked to Real Madrid and stuff he has like 21 I don't think he leaves and, like, hasn't he said like he's um, he's happy yeah, there the posh leaves though might be a different story. I think he could be that which is crazy I hope he beats it Shearer had some terrible injuries he had some terrible knee injuries so uh, yeah. Willie Harry Kane is he going to be in your team is it going to be on my team sometime no no at the start no but that's just because the structure I'm playing I'm playing now um, I'm putting my money into defence. Okay, moving on to Watford, Willie. <laughs> um, does I'm anyone not, have anything to say about Watford? Look, I'm I'm not overly keen on Watford at all. I am. Like, they usually have a fast start. You're going to say, oh, I said they have nice fixtures. I can see why people would pick Keep them. Keep going. No uh, Foster's two dairies, five million. He should be four and a half. Yeah. Uh, Holobas is a fucking mental lurk. Could get you 20 points or get you minus two points. He's now. Yeah. He's, he's way older. He's not set pieces. He likes now the other card. Uh, Cathcart, Kiko Firmina are five, four and a half million. What about uh, Craig value. Dawson? That's FPL it. He's, he's five could, million. Could he, try, could he tighten them up a bit? I don't know if he'll tighten them up, but he might nick you the odd goal. But Ibby Wofford or Drew, Wofford's defensive stats are just so crap and their XGC is just absolutely yeah. terrible overseas. The just, only person I'm looking at is Delefeu or yeah. Troyini. Anyone else got any interest? Um, anybody from... Uh, Delefeo, I think, 6.5. He's definitely an option. One thing about, say, about Delefeo, he looks good with his points per 90. When you look at his points scored, I think, like, the majority of them are against Cardiff or Huddersfield. He's really good against, like, the really shit teams. And they have some nice they pictures. They have a lot of big have, point holes as well that yeah. boosted his score. Yeah. Like, In yeah. fairness, the first four yeah. fixtures, they play Brighton, Everton, West Ham and Newcastle. Yeah. So the Brighton, West Ham and Newcastle fixtures, they're kind of exactly what he needs. But yeah, if he's playing against if you're points, playing an early wild card, yeah, he could how many be points did he get last season? All season, yeah. Um, his points were ninety, were up, but anyway, he got one hundred and thirty-three, five goals, nine assists, ten bonus. 
I think it's not terrible. For no, but did he not million. score a lot of them in a really few games? So, someone said he had like a Patrick. I heard. I don't know who one of the things. He's like a, a circa twenty point average against Huddersfield and Carlow, <laughs> yeah. and his average was three point six points. Yeah, against I, I think that's the thing. Else. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he can have him. Yeah. So we move on. Watford are a bit shit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're nearly there. At the end of the marathon, the last couple of teams and. They're the two last W's, West Ham and Wolves. So we'll start with West Ham. Um, fixtures wise, absolutely beautiful. That, City at home, like they couldn't start with a worse fixture. So and nobody's considered. Them I was going to say, do you think that's putting people off? Oh, completely, and I think that's why they could be a great differential. If through go through the the following fixtures. So then they play Brighton, Watford, Norwich, Villa, United, could really get, tough. Could you get Bournemouth, Palace, Everton, Sheffield United, Newcastle? Actually, they might have the best fixtures in all the league. I think that's just unbelievable. So, I like them. We skip the first fixture, and then who are we thinking about? Well, is anyone I, getting in Fabianski at five minutes? I hope everyone thinks nobody is in any way interested in that absolutely tripe West Ham defence. No. No? <laughs> Would you not get in like a, a Diop at four and a half million? I would if you moved to United. No, but they bad. They've they've really good fixtures. On on paper, he's a cheap price. Uh, what about Ben Johnson? Four million played right back in preseason. Uh, Ryan Fredericks is going to be back in the next preseason friendly. I think. So I think we may have is he a bit shit though? I like Fredericks. He's just really fast. Winston Reid play. What? Winston Reid? Uh, no, it'd be Diop and Balbuena. Like is Reid now a bit more? Solid. It could be. It'd be great to see him as a four point zero option. Actually, in fairness, I know I seem like I've been a bit of a dick. I actually really like West Ham players. I think they should be so much better defensively. But the underlying statistics and the mental goals, I think they see, just say they're just they could be a lot better. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to gamble on the start. And even pre-season, Declan Rice is making so many mistakes. It's great to see, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Winston Reid, though, you know, the year of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. You're back to New Zealand defender. Get in. Is that, on. Is that enough? That's enough. To, that's enough to pick him. That's what Willie does. Like the I don't know. Leaf. Is that the what's the leaf? Honestly, Willie though, um, <laughs> we're looking at a midfielders like Diop. I think four and a half million. I'd prefer him Aaron. to Balduina. I like both of them. I'd bring him in. If they weren't playing for West Ham, not the first day. Do you, know how, do you know who I like? And I'm kind of surprised that he's kind of underlooked. Aaron Cresswell. Is, is your man Masuika? Masuaki signed a new contract. Yeah, Cresswell is like uh, so good. He's like, so creative. Yeah. And people were saying he was useless on a lot of the He's five million. He's, like, he's far from it. A couple of seasons ago, I had him in my team, and like he's he's so creative and he's, he's a he really good footballer. I don't know. I don't no, think he's he is. Young. He's not. He'll be twenty-seven or twenty-eight now. It's a, no, but is he going to play? He surely plays over Masuaka, does he? I, if he I did, I think he's good. Masuaka too busy spitting on people to. to oh, play football. <laughs> like last play? season, he played fifteen hundred minutes, which is yeah. nothing. Someone I know was, he was injured. Someone saying Masuaka's finally been punished for, for doing that spitting incident. He's got a new four-year contract at West Ham. Mm-hmm. So we move on to the midfielders. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to do a, a post at some point. And like, you know when I do these, they're going to be really good. Yeah. Very detailed. But uh, Felipe Anderson, 7 million, 155 points last season. Um, he got nine goals, six assists, 18 bonus in his first season in the Premier League. People, the first word you hear when people talk about him is troll. Can right. he be a troll at that price? I think he's good. I uh, think he's like he's like he's such a quality player, but he totally performs overperforms his XGI, doesn't he? Like, so he's not for me. I don't know. It's the striker that makes a team for me in this one. He was seven million last season. 
he got 15 attacking returns in his yeah. first season. He hasn't gone up in price. They've signed... He got very few in the second half of the season. Arguably a really good striker in Holly, eh? Yeah. Holly. Or Haller. I don't know. Haller. Whatever you want to call him. I don't know. I think Felipe might be okay. I think uh, Mikel Antonio is the same price, which is a joke shot. Yeah, but uh, Mikel like Antonio, he's a good dancer, but he's <laughs> he, he a really good finish at the end of the season. He's a great I celebration. Actually, I actually yeah. have Antonio seven five million. If I knew he was nailed, I think uh, after the end he had the last season, I consider him. But it looks like the the last game preseason they had a pretty much their first eleven, and it looks like it's going to be Fornells through the middle, Lanzini on the left, and Felipe yeah. Anderson on the right. That's they, a nice front. They've got a few players. Body bothers. And then the people like Antonio and Robbie. I can't believe on this whole pod, pod, nobody's ever said, if he's nailed, I would pick Jesus. <laughs> Damn it. Just when you said it there. Or what was that Someone thing? has before. Yeah. What on was the thing about pod. Pope? Did something, Jesus had a one-on-one and Pope saved it and there was something really, really funny <laughs> on Twitter. I can't remember. Okay, so we move down. Uh, people are actually talking about Mark Noble. No. He's only 5 million and he might take penalties, but he's Mark Noble. And what? I said it on Twitter before. If you have Mark Noble in your team, you're a West Ham. You're fan. doing something wrong. Like, and it like, is, is Alié not like the best pen taker the world's ever seen? Well, well, well. This is a little bit embarrassing. The the Gremlins have got us, and we've lost the end of our uh, West Ham analysis, all of our Wolves analysis, and the end of our pod. So the lads are long gone home, uh, nursing hangovers at this stage, I'd say. But Willie's only allowed out once a week, and we just don't think we're going to get around to re-recording that in time for when we want to release it so I'm just going to try and remember what we said yesterday and like I said just for completeness sake we'll uh, finish what we started so we were looking at West Ham and we'd covered much of their stuff the the fixtures are quite nice after Man City I think the general thought between us was that there's a lot of kind of reasonably priced options in that midfield of theirs. Um, the problem is identifying who's the one that's going to fire straight off the bat. So we covered Felipe Anderson and Mikel Antonio. But there's a, a host of other lads. They've signed this new lad, Fornals. He's looking good in pre-season. He looked good for Spain in the under-21 championship. Looks like a nice, skillful, silky player who's going to create a lot of chances Looks like he has an eye for goal. Six and a half million. Uh, again, new player to the league, so we'll wait and see. We have Yarmolenko coming back from injury. He looked quite promising at the start of last season. He's only six million now. Another injury-prone lad, Manuel Lanzini. Six and a half million. Lovely player to watch uh, on his day. He's a, a great player. And again, going to create a load of chances and does have an eye for goal too. So they do have a good few. And like I said, uh, our problem is identifying which ones we want on our team. So I think it might be a little bit safer to just keep an eye out and even get Sebastian Holle in first because you know if these midfielders do uh, play to their ability and uh, live up to all of the, the potential that we're seeing in pre-season, um, he could be the beneficiary of all these chances that are created and assists and so, could be a sneaky one for the start of the season. Right, so that's West Ham. We'll move on to Wolves. And it seems kind of strange, seeing as they, they probably were the standout team of last season, the surprise package. They offered us so much value. You know, if you got on the likes of Matt Doherty and Jimenez and Yotta more kind of towards the end of the season, 
you would have uh, done quite well. They offered a great value for money. Now, the problem this season is it's their second season in the Premier League. So that old uh, second season syndrome. Now, I think they're too good to suffer from a bit of a, I suppose, a bounce factor. I think they are going to be perfectly fine. But I'm going to stay away from them for a couple of reasons. Their opening fixtures are quite tough. In their first eight or so, they play Leicester, United, Everton, Chelsea, Palace, Wofford, City. Uh, they did quite well against the big teams last season. Seemed to struggle a bit more against the, the smaller teams who didn't open up and come at them. Uh, they weren't able to hit them on the counter. And, you know, they had a few uh, shocking results against the likes of Cardiff and Huddersfield. But they've had... Uh, like the tricky fixtures, United, Chelsea, City, but it's also these kind of middle-of-the-road uh, teams pushing for top six, top eight, and it's hard to know how they'll fare against them. The likes of Leicester, Everton, Watford, they're not going to be easy. Uh, throw in that they're going to be in the Europa League. Um, we've seen what a detrimental effect that had on Burnley last year, and I'm not com- comparing Burnley and Wolves, but Burnley were a solid... Uh, Premier League outfit and um, you know they were going nowhere the last couple of years and they almost got relegated and throw into the mix that Wolves have a relatively small squad uh, Nuno Spirito didn't really like to mix it up he seemed to keep the same core of players and just playing in the Europa League that uh, Thursday night football he is going to have to rotate now they've brought in uh, this highly rated young Italian striker from Milan Patrick Cutroni um, have absolutely no interest in getting him in but I think he, he potentially could take minutes away from the likes of Jimenez and Yata, which puts me off them even more uh, now maybe he will play more in the Europa League and I think he's quite raw he's not like fully there yet he only scored three or four goals in Serie A last season the season before though he scored ten goals um, in a struggling Milan team uh, Milan aren't the, the force of old. They seem to be uh, going through some sort of patch of appointing ex-players that's not really working out. Like the likes of Gattuso, I think Seedorf was there. Was uh, Felipe Inzaghi there as well? Um, just get a proper manager, lads. So, Catroni, another wait and see. Um, but I don't know what it is about Wolves. It seems to play for them, you have to be one really handsome Mediterranean-looking motherfucker. I've seen uh, some of these promotional shots of Catroni and his Wolves kit, and he's a handsome fella, so he is. And when you put him along with the likes of uh, Raul Jimenez, Ruben Neves, even our own Irishman, Matt Doherty, looks like he could be, uh, you know, Italian or Spanish. Do you know, they all have that, that look about them. So uh, looking forward to seeing how Wolves get on. They were a breath of fresh air last year, but for me, it's uh, just keep an eye out and see how they do. That was one of my big downfalls last season was I don't think I got on Wolves early enough. I didn't get on Doherty till he was well above 5 million. I had Hata at the start and I, I think I had Jimenez early enough, but I missed a lot of those Doherty points and look, wouldn't be surprised if that comes back to bite me. So, I think that's it. That wraps up our review of all 20 Premier League teams. 
unfortunately, like I said, the lads aren't here to say goodbye, so I will do it for them. Just want to add a little bit of a disclaimer here now. Uh, we recorded part A and B of this podcast all in one go. So it was all in the one night. Um, it was a little bit long to release as a one podcast. So we said we'd do it in two and uh, into more bite-sized uh, listening experiences, if you will. The problem is part B now is looking like it's a standalone podcast, whereas it was actually at the very end of the night. So I think we do sound a lot more riled up for that one, a little bit more abusive and just generally louder and a bit more leery. So uh, apologies if we uh, offended anyone. I don't think we did. It's, uh, as I always say, it's all in jest. So look, I'll wrap this up. Thanks to anyone who did listen to either of those podcasts. We do appreciate all the support so far. Check us out on Twitter. It's the FPL Renegades podcast at Renegades FPL. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is you listen to your podcasts on, leave reviews, do whatever people do. Uh, we keep saying this is all very new to us. We're just learning and picking it up as we go along, but we're having a, a good time doing it. So thanks again for listening. So good luck and good night. Okay.